I've always loved birthdays. I get really excited. Today is Zuki's birthday. Zuki, he got, he got bone. No, of course he doesn't know it. He might know it in a dog way. His birthday today and mine is tomorrow. And then surge at the end of the month. And <sighs> Yeah, did I say that? Nope. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Isn't it like his birthday right before Halloween? Um, yeah. The 29th. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of coloring books. Okay, what am I going to do today? What should I do today, Noodle? I don't know. What would you do? Damn it. If I were you, what would I do? Yeah, what would you do? That's like an impossible question. You're right. <laughs> I'll do whatever the day says I'm supposed to. Uh, right now the day is saying, wake the hell up. Stretching. <laughs> Today is my Sozo day. Um, I mentioned it over the weekend. It's like a, um, I don't even really know. <laughs> I have no idea. I know it's a little churchy, but I know it's on the outskirts of churchy, as in, um, even the church isn't real sure about it, so it's weird, basically. I was always on the outskirts of churchy, so I have no problem with that. Um, I'm a little concerned. It is the mother-in-law of a friend of ours, but, um, I'm a little concerned just because she's like, yeah, we have to do this over Skype because of liability reasons. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, our meeting is at 12 and I am alone. 12.30 maybe. I am alone completely alone in this home for until three o'clock and that is when my child gets home and so I don't know what's going to happen to me and I'm nervous and I'm like okay maybe I don't want to put my head in people's hands anymore maybe I don't I um, am enjoying it in my own hands more than ever so I'm like, oh, I don't want to fuck with that. Oh, I don't want to fuck with that. That's what I know. Oh, my grace. <laughs> Shit. It's, um, it's digging. She said it has to do with deep, hidden, buried lies and all kinds of things inside, inside of you. That, and these are things that are keeping you from living a full and happy life. But at the same time, I'm like happy with my life right now and I remember digging at my brain and 
how it just kind of screwed me up for like a week and I'm like I don't feel like it <laughs> I just this is the honest truth you guys I just don't I don't even know what it is why am why is it a liability now why and 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 being alone like there's nobody now going into the crazy house helped me with that alone be you know alone thing because um I mean I just remember crying and telling myself there is no one coming to hug you and having or comfort you and having to deal with that and finding my power again basically because I really I mean who doesn't who isn't addicted to just being comforted and hugged hugged <laughs> Who doesn't like being comforted? I don't know anyone. <laughs> oh, freaking morning mouth. That's what we call that. Okay. Well, I guess I will just pace the floor in circles until that happens. Let's see. And, and while I'm doing so, I'll just... Uh, Listen to you guys, because um, usually that makes me feel better. Sometimes it makes me feel more feels than I can handle, so I have to go away, just for like a, just a little bit, and I have to fill my head with something else, like, uh, well, usually short comedies, cartoons, um, uh, Will and Grace came back on the air, so I started, you know, back in the pilot because that's how I am. I'm like, okay, no, but I'm going to watch the whole thing now. <laughs> I just, I think, I think that's a little OCD, because I do it here on the radio, too. It might be. I don't know. I'm undiagnosed in all the ways, and I'm fine with that. Um, however, that does not mean I am completely normal and or healthy. I mean, I do my best, but... Um, I just don't have any official labels on me yet, it, you know. It's a small town, and I was warned against it. <clears throat> I was warned against it. So, anyways, I gotta go. I just reposted something by Debbie, um, and she is obviously fantastic. Um... And the question is, what proof do you have that you raised your children? I have none. I have none. I noticed right off the bat that they were making their own choices and about what they wanted to learn and what they wanted, did not want to learn. Um, and I'm talking before they started school. Um, they, because, like, I spent 24 hours a day with them every single day and we did things we had fun we played and we were just together and um but we watched we did watch a lot of uh <laughs> like PBS children's programming and they learned colors and some spanish and um certain things from there and i was like wow so this is just going to happen like they're intelligent free will beings that are just going to probably do whatever they want regardless of me. 
so, um, what I see myself doing is not raising them, or even parenting them, but guiding them. Um, I just try to guide them the best that I can. And now that they're older, they are 9 and 11, um, yeah, it's a lot more guidance than any sort of structured raising. Because, um, gosh, I just, I don't think it works. I don't think the old way worked with our parents or any of the generations before us, honestly. Um, personally ready for a whole new world kind of thing. It's a whole new world. <laughs> That's Aladdin. Anyway. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, just this, it, what I do is a, a hands-off sort of parenting. Um, they have a chore chart. I kind of decide what things need, or go around, you know, what things need to be done, what do I need help with, and I put it up on the chore chart before they get home, and it's like a free will thing, though, because they know that they have about four or five hours between the time they get home and the time they have to go to bed. And they must do certain things like homework and chores and fun. And so they must make these choices. And I do let them do that, do it themselves. And I always have. I told them right from the beginning. Um, you know, these are your chores. You know you have like a time frame. Um, do what you will with them, you know. And do you know that these kids will, will come home and the rooster, the older one, he prefers to go right, blow through the chores and homework. Um, he didn't get to the fun. That's his method. The little one spreads his out. <laughs> um, I think I like rooster's approach. That Personally, that's I like that one. Just ripping off a Band-Aid. Um, the little guy... Still figuring figuring out how, like, the rhythm of his life, how he'd like it to go. So, this is just a really wrong, uh, wrong, it might be wrong, <laughs> long rambly response to that awesome uh, question. Because I don't think we do raise our children. They are, um, we can guide them, we can help them, we keep them alive and care for them, and love them. That's the most important thing, just friggin' love them, um, but in the end, they're their own person. So I was, um, just kind of, <laughs> still, I went back to bed. <laughs> I just, I'm gonna admit that. So I'm just curled up here with Zook. He is so fluffy. He has got a Yoda hoodie on that is just, I mean, even I can tell that it makes him feel soft and comfy. He loves it. He loves when we put sweaters and stuff on him. He's, he's a Japanese chin and he really doesn't care about cold. He doesn't like it. In fact, we had gotten him little boots when he was baby. 
He wouldn't wear them. I mean, he did. He wore them, but um, not well. It didn't work out. I'll just put it that way. You can go into a pet store and drop some money on some dogs. I <laughs> don't recommend it. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I really believe in adopting animals more than over anything because there's so many. But um, I worked in an animal shelter for a while, and yeah. We need some help getting puppies home. The reason I have a store-bought dog is like a whole other story. Um, but he chose me, basically. I just went in there and um, was holding some other puppies. They Just because it's, I like that's what I like to do. I like to hold puppies. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do today? How about puppies? Okay. So, um... I was holding other puppies. They were not any fun to hold, so I was putting them in, like, right back. They weren't fun to hold because they were different breeds of dogs. They were very excited. This is not. This is a pet store I will not be um, using anymore just because of what I found out later about how they do their business as far as puppy farms go. But, um, yeah. So, this little piece of fluff, he fit right in my hand. And he was very calm and sweet, and I found out later that's because he had pneumonia. He pulled through. And I want to tell you what we medicated with him with, but I'm not sure that I trust you. <laughs> it was, I think a lot of it had to do with um, coconut oil, though. Anyway, um, he's healthier than... I'll get out now. But, um, yeah, this, so this grounding thing fascinates me. People are talking about it all the time. I'm not sure I get it. But I heard about this practice that the Wiccans do where they bury, um, like a rope under the ground with something, I guess, something heavy, like really heavy attached or either that or they bury it very deep. I'm not sure really all, about all the details. Um, if you want to call and let, you know, if you know, and you want to call and let me know what the real story is, I'd love that. But, um, what I read was, so they bury this one end in the, the earth and then you grab onto the other end and you just lean back like outside in your bare feet. And so then think about what you're feeling, like the grass and dirt and stuff just, um, under your feet and in your toes, and then you've got this rope in your hand, and you're leaning, and the earth is holding you together. It's holding you there. And I've never done it, but it sounds beautiful. It sounds to me like something that would um, actually help me, so I think someday I'm going to do it. We're not really supposed to dig, and I'm not a Wiccan. So I'm not really supposed to, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I'd have to do some research, put it that way. Um, but man, that sounds good. I might be freaking out just a little bit about this woman who I don't know, just digging into my head. Ugh. Anyway. 
Alright, I'm setting up for my sozo, which I've been talking about. No, I don't know what it is. When it is over, <laughs> I will tell you all about it. Um, assuming she does not explode my brain. I have to tell you that's a real concern right now. My brain has been known to to explode. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but it just did it like a, like a week ago, so I think I have some time between now and the next one. We'll see. Um, so, what that involved was, first of all, cleaning myself up. I had to get clean, so I did that. And then I even got kind of pretty, which is, like, bonus. If I, like, being clean is kind of... Ugh, sorry about all the moving. Um, I am, because now I have to set up the computer. Uh, and learn how to do... So this Google call thing that she wants me to do, which is like, oh my god, just on top of all of that. But evidently, it's some sort of liability for her to visit the homes of people she does not know, which is adding to my fear. Of course. I don't like fear. It's not my favorite. Okay. So, sitting up. Got dressed, got clean, got pretty. Because she's going to see my stupid face. And I really hate FaceTime. I really hate selfies. I guess I'm not a fan of my face. <laughs> or maybe I'm Amish deep down. And I'm afraid for my soul. Alright. You know, you guys, okay. So, um... I've forget other than that what I was going to talk about. I was inspired by something somebody said and I don't remember. But um here oh this is this is what I wanted to say. The media tells you a lot of things. I mean you don't realize it because you know we grew up with it and it's always been there and they've always told us everything. You know, the weather, sports, local stuff, global stuff, whatever. At some point, and I believe it happened with the invention of 24-hour news. Um, but God, nobody has enough time to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> it, with the invention of 24-hour news, we now had to make up things to cover all of those hours. Because quite frankly, we're, we... We're not sick enough at the time as a country to cover, you know, 24 hours of breaking news. Which makes you think, okay, then, so, but these stories are real. Yeah, they're real. Um, I don't do conspiracy theories. I don't because I don't like them. And usually, it's like, obviously, a conspiracy theory would be the hardest thing to prove. That's the whole point. Um... So, I don't get into it. I don't get into it. There's nothing I can do to change it. There's nothing, you know, and all I need is to be aware of a game in order to not step in it. And so that's why I'm telling you these things. Um, because I'll tell you what, you guys, I know that we've seen, we have seen some crazy, crazy shit going on out there. But I really don't think that we hate each other that much. I know I don't hate you. Um, I don't have people coming at me with hate and 
I don't, like, in my daily travels of the world and the internets, I don't get hated on and vice versa. As a kid, yeah. It's tougher cities like Philly that I grew up in, yeah. Um, but not to that extent. It wasn't like, uh, it's, um, I I just, I wonder if it's true. That's all. (sighs) Anyway, I guess I'm learning Google calls now. So I can do my weird thing. I'll let you know how it goes. Oh my god. I opened my email and, uh. So the first thing I see is an email from my aunt, which is my mother, my estranged mother's sister. Uh, We used to be pretty close, I guess. Like, if you can consider that close, my family um, never got deep with anyone. And so with me, like, they don't believe in deep, like, that people can be or should be at all. It's just you are what you are. Things are what they are. And that is it. It's very black and white and and uh, militaristic. Uh, mostly because they are most, mostly military, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's why. I really don't know how it started. I don't care. I cut them out because they were toxic as fuck. But, and <laughs> beginning with my mother, um... But, so for her, my aunt to write an email two years later after I I um, told moms goodbye. <sighs> Thank you for that. Also, I mean, I didn't open it. Um, I also saw, I had an email from an ex, an ex-boyfriend who had <sighs> meant a lot to me. But he really shouldn't be showing up right now. <laughs> like, what the so I didn't open that one either, and I just, I get there, and I see that I have all these emails, and I don't organize, because I hate email, and I'm like, fuck that noise, like, I mean, just, (laughs) all of it, all that noise, I don't want it, I don't want it, and why won't this lady just do FaceTime, what the hell is this, Google, um, video voice call shit I have to do. I don't understand. We both have phones. Oh, my God. Can you tell that I am, I'm really freaking out? Here's the thing. I've been to counseling. I know what buttons they're going to push, okay? We got to talk about the moms and the pops. And then my, my, my new pops. We got to talk about... The shit that went down the showdown between me and moms. That's going to be a hot one. We're going to talk about that boyfriend. Yes, we are. Because he, (laughs) like I said, meant a lot to me. Um, But not in a good, not in a healthy way. Um, You know what I mean? And just all this shit, basically, that you can dig up in your own brain that would make you cry like on a level that is deep and painful. <laughs> like, but basically looking at your ugly self. And this, that's, I do, that's my experience with counseling in the past. And um, I'm just like... <sighs> I'm just like, I don't want to. <laughs> 
I, yeah, definitely already cried my makeup off already. Just thinking about getting into, the, here's the thing with me with the, um, Big Bad Before. I've done it since I was a child, like, with getting a shot. I knew I was going to the doctor to get a shot, of, you know, or something. Oh, my God, all day long anxiety. And because that is what anxiety is, is focusing on anything that isn't now. And so something I try to do to, I don't know, ground myself for now is this. Uh, five things about right now. I'm in bed. It feels so good. There's a pillow under my knee. There's a unicorn on top of the TV, which has lights on it. The lights are turning colors very slowly. And my dog is missing. That's five things about right now. Oh, that helped. Okay, 12.30 is my appointment with this lady. She should be showing up um, on some sort of technology I have here <laughs> eventually. I am going to record it, okay? And I'm going to figure out how to get it all onto here. So, yeah. Okay, dear mental health professionals, please be on time for your appointments because crazy people like myself with anxiety and all kinds of other fun stuff like that, yeah, that you being late, oh my God, does that just drive us nuts? At least, you know what, I'll speak for myself. I have a feeling I'm not the only one. But holy shit, be on time or friggin' cancel, like, way before the appointment. And then we're free. Then I'm free. I can feel free again. See, this is the thing. I gots to have my freedom. And this lady is late. And she's not the first one. Every single person, every single mental health, you know, um, person I've seen since I've gotten out of the home has been late. Very very late. Now, we're talking half an hour at this point, um, and I understand shit happens. I am late all the time, but text a bitch, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's That was harshly worded. She has my number. I wish she would have texted me. So I went to Surge, and I admitted a whole, like, all the dirt that, um, I assumed that she was gonna get out of me via text, and, uh, that, that helped. And I've already cried myself into exhaustion. <sighs> oh, and those emails are going to haunt me until I do something with them. Uh, I would love some advice on this, but I understand you guys have your own lives, your own shit. Just what you think. What do I do? I can delete them? never see them. It's like, it'll be like it never happened. Or I can read them and then cry again. <laughs> um, and not respond. I mean, I could, there's, there's just many options there. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that if you are a mental health professional and you make appointments with 
your clients, you should really try to be on time, or at least, yeah, or tell us that you're not going to be here, because personally, would have been a great day, except... <laughs> except now I'm waiting for her and actually should it make it I mean I'm giving her uh, professor rules here if you, she's a doctor she's pretending she's a doctor you wait you wait an hour actually you know when I was in school it was, it was a half an hour for a doctorate and uh, like 10 20, 15 minutes for any lower degree, as far as your teacher being late to class, uh, maybe uh, students still know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I'm gonna give her uh, when she becomes about an hour after the appointment. I'm gonna I'm gonna say to myself just to give myself release because this is for me. Like I'm I know we made an appointment, but I got to take care of me. <laughs> and uh, if you've been listening to my station today, I'm very very like erratic, and I just don't like that. I don't like that in me. So, yeah, she's got a few more minutes, and then I'm going to set myself free. Because I think that that's um, absolutely reasonable. I give, give it an hour. Here's the thing. Now I know I have to do it on another day. I'm really good at writing off days, though. I can just say that is not now. Tomorrow may never come. And if it does, it'll be different than I thought it was going to be. Okay. So if you've been following, you see there is um, a little thing going on between uh, Debbie's self-inquiry and I and myself. You can um, find her the next the last post and follow her because um, she is wonderful. I actually I don't I shamed of myself. I don't get there enough, um, but you know you guys are all very very wonderful in your own ways. Um, we're talking about parenting. And um, the way that I do it and the reason why I cannot take any credit for it. And most of that has to do with the postpartum that I got uh, after I had. Well, I'm sure that I had it with the first one, but it was easier to brush off. And because around here, um, we only know postpartum to be do you want to hurt yourself or your baby? Mostly they asked, do you want to hurt your baby? This, okay, 10 years ago, this is how it was um, when I was having babies. So, um, I did not know that it could be or was an entire chemical hormonal imbalance that was going to change my life. That is not a thing that they felt the need to tell me. So what, you know, whatever. Um, clearly if you've been listening to my stories, you know that the medical system here is not great, not great in any way. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the famous Dr. BB case, but it's horrible. Uh, or Dr. Bradley BB is the hospital that employed him and was, and was, uh, went bankrupt. Yeah, that's that's a bad story. Anyway, my parents were, you know, Soji and I joke about them now. We call them the Nazis. Maybe that's not a funny joke, but that's how they ran my life. Um, every single thing was controlled by them. 
I mean, literally everything, um, socks, underwear. How do you, how was I wearing my hair that day? Um, and I was, I was one of four. I was the oldest of four. (laughs) So how they had the energy to do this for every single one of us, I'm not sure. Mostly, I think. And I know everybody says you just didn't see it or whatever, but I, I'm pretty sure that they just mostly picked on me. And um, I don't know why it's very ironic because I was the only one out of the four of us that never pulled any shit. Not while I was under their care. I was such a good soldier. That's I mean, that's what I was. I was a good soldier. But they ran with fear. They, they ruled with fear. And that is what taught me um, that I did not ever want to do that to somebody. Um, I mean... I don't even take care of my animals in that way. I can't do it. I don't believe in it. And plus, it just, it doesn't work. It's not real. The response that you get is not real. Um, As soon as a person feels that they can free themselves from your tyranny, they will. So, if you actually care, the best thing to do (laughs) is just love a person. You know what I mean? You know, no threats, no, none of that shit. Um, my dad has since reformed, but he's, you know, my mom, she didn't. Um, shoot, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Like, along these same lines, what the heck was it? I'm out of time, though. My counselor lady, yeah, didn't didn't show. It's been an hour now, and I'm like, mm, I'm I'm done. I guess I have to say goodbye to it today, and I will have go through this emotional roller coaster of waiting again for another day. Oh, which is, you know, it's supposed to dig up, like, your worst crap. It's supposed to be, like, the the counseling session in which everything freaking comes out and uh, you die or something. I don't know. Here's what strikes me about mental health and getting um, supposed help. Um... I feel much better on the days when I do not have to worry about that um, and not because the days when I do have to worry about appointments and stuff, I feel as though I'm going under a mi- microscope and I am not entirely sure I, that that is healthy for a human being. Now, have not ever having really had any treatment, I cannot vouch for that. I had a family doctor that was doing his best, the poor thing. Um, but I actually got a call from his office today saying, you're going to need to find a doctor elsewhere. That's okay because I have a plan. We now have, oh, I'm going to lose half of my hypotheticals here. Um, you know, if you're not open-minded, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, God, what show did I see it on? Oh, Transparent. I'm thinking I need Dr. 420, you know what I'm saying? And it's legal in my state now. I can do that. 
And I really just don't see um, any problem with it. Now, if I get it, and I will be super, super observant of its effects on me. Because, you know, like, after everything I went through with the prescribed meds that were given to me before to supposedly help, um, yeah, they kind of made everything worse. And I don't miss them at all. (laughs) I'm sure that my body does. I know that I feel um, some physical effects from that. But um, I just, you know, my body is, uh, it's fine. It's always fine. I don't worry about it. When I say getting out alive, I mean like with your brains intact and your physical body is is fine. Do you you know how little babies are so roly-poly? They fall down and um, you don't really, you know, you're not fast enough to catch them. But you see that when they fall, they have a natural, like, like a cat almost, just ability to kind of flip themselves and roll and, and bounce and take the fall. And I think that we all have that. And um, they're starting, like, for everything. Um, Think of any kind of fall you can have. You have a built-in parachute system. Um, Alan Watts calls it, he's a philosopher that I listen to on YouTube, he calls it a floodlight. You have two levels of consciousness, your spotlight and your floodlight. The spotlight is there to kind of scan and um, make, like, alert the floodlight conscious to any sort of issues. And the problem is that we are born and we are immediately put into training. And they train us out of the floodlight consciousness, which is where we belong. Because the floodlight knows everything. It re- <laughs> it retains everything. And, and this is an actual part of the brain that has been studied and can be proven. Everything that I'm saying right now, um, you know, I just don't have the actual um, stuff in front of me. <sighs> and I have lost my zest for research. I do it every once in a while just for like a little bit. I used to spend days on it, like a hound dog. Like, that's what I called myself, just a bloodhound. I had to know everything. I am no longer this way. Well, you know, every once in a while. But, um, geez. I'm just talking today, you guys. Don't don't mind me. (laughs) Anyway, I I think from the, the minute that we're born, people are just telling us who we are and how to do it. And for me, it was, you know, I was always wrong. So that sucked. But um, even still, I think I turned out okay. I don't think you can mess up. I mean, you can. You can definitely hurt some people. But if you actually are asking the question, um, you know, am I damaging my children? Am I doing it right? then the answer is probably, um, you know, no, you're not damaging them because you, you already love them. So relax and enjoy them. Okay, one more thing, and then I think I'm probably done talking for the day. Um, I mentioned my postpartum. This is a thing that is actually pretty important to me. However, you know, finding the audience 
um, that needs to hear it can be tricky. I did. I talked with my sister, and I talked and my sister-in-law after they had their babies, their first babies. Actually, every time they have a baby, and we have lots of babies around here, um, I remind them and talk to them. Um, however, it did not prevent my sister from powering through hers alone. But she is that way. Um, and she's younger than me by like 10 years. So, okay, I'm going to be 33 tomorrow. Woo! <laughs> and also gross. But, um, <laughs> so that makes her 23. So, of course, she is um, still a little hard-headed in some ways, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't take from her for anything. Like, I think... I think people are born with these things and we label them good and good or bad and that's just sad because we miss out and then we hurt each other that way because she's born she was born strong-willed and beautiful and you know she's held she's held to judgment for this and it, you know whatever she's badass in my opinion so but she went through some postpartum and uh, barely made it out alive. She had a, a friend down there who actually offered her, <laughs> this is going to be weird, offered her um, some pot. And uh, she partook and chilled out, mellowed out, just in, and was able to think. And I think that was her turning point. Now, I'm not not recommending that because I don't actually know all of the stories. Some of it involved her. She also needed something to do. She bought chickens. She's raising chickens. Um, that's another thing with just being a stay-at-home mom, especially her. She is a military wife. She's an amazing husband in the Army who we love, um, but who the army also loves because he has been several times and he's been blown up and he's been all these things that she shouldn't have to deal with, but she did. And, um, so her postpartum was quite traumatic, but she's okay now. Um, mine was awful. Nobody knew what was going on. We called the time, um, of my, my, my brain broke. That's what we called it because we really just don't know, but I can tell you some facts about postpartum. That shit can last two years or more. It lasts as long as it lasts. As long as it takes for your body to go back to normal. Because you produce certain hormones when you're pregnant and when you have the baby, if you're nursing and if you're not nursing, I mean, so everything matters kind of on a physio physiological level. Everything matters. Um... And I could tell you my the story of Rooster. He was a very difficult. I mean, okay, I am five feet tall, tiny. He is already taller than me at eleven, and he they they did a projection chart for how tall he could be. He could he they're they're estimating six three, and I gotta say I'm looking at the kid, and um, I I can see that. I can see six, three, good God, my child. But so, okay, and I'm five feet tall. So, you know, obviously, that was difficult. That was difficult. <laughs> so, um, and he was late. Of course he was. 
was the first one. They're always late. Dear God. Okay, look, if you are a mom or a new mom or a pregnant person or anything like that and you want to call and talk to me about that stuff, go for it. I mean, I have been through it as far as having the babies go. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, too, because postpartum is a real thing, and it's very misunderstood. So, um, yeah, just wanted to make sure that you guys know that I am here for you, If should you stumble upon this whilst in need. <laughs> okay, so I have a problem with potty mouth, um, you know adult language um i have been trying to turn it like tune it back in my life as well as as long as on air well i i you know some people i i have to listen in society room you curse all the time i curse all the time i do i do i i love it because i love it and and if if you are an individual that can actually do it i hate i hate clumsy cursing I like that you better be artistic. No, no you curse beautifully, not oh. clumsy. Well, thank you. Sweetheart. I'm good at cursing. That's my child. Credit compliment. Well, this, this, if you dislike cursing, I'll pot your mouth. And then you'll, you should skip this next bit. But um, it's, it's, it's pretty great. So if you're cool, then. Watch this. What the fudge? <laughs> no, I don't. My eyes are, you know, um, what do they call it? Part of the birthday suit, man. I mean, it's just, I, I've had them my whole life. Yeah. I really don't know what the hell you're talking about. But I love you for the shout out. Thank you. That was so sweet <laughs> and funny and a little bit confusing. <laughs> so, so basically, it was a good time. I had was it good for you? Oh, Debbie, that was awesome. I feel like um, we could probably talk about this all day long. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe we should because do you know? I kind of came to my conclusion because I started noticing the mom shaming that my generation thinks is funny or, you know, entertaining or something. I don't, I really don't know why we do it, um, but we do. And, and I saw it on Pinterest with just how to throw a kid's birthday party kind of thing. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. I just know. I won't be judged by you, so I will not be a part of you. And so I just didn't. And because, um, yeah, like you said, force versus peace. And the peace way equals trust. Trust is huge. You want your kids to trust you. <laughs> okay. So, Debbie wanted me to elaborate about mom shaming. Um, actually, I think this would be a good time for you guys to call in because I know that I have quite a few moms that, well, I follow them. I'm not sure if they follow me back, but if you do, tell us, what is mom shaming? I think a lot of it starts with there's, um, um, 
a lot of people really against nursing in public, which, you know, I am, I'm not against that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not. It's like they have all these cool gadgets now, so you, you don't see it. And, like, who cares anyway? It's just, whatever, you did it. So, anyway. Um, so, like, yes, it's, there was this huge thing with nursing. And then there was, there's all this, um, it's just, it's, it, there's so much, it's hard to, to really get into. Um, all right, Dr. Dog, you have to go outside? Outside? Is that what it is? Okay. Hello. My place is kind of, um, sort of here. It's not all the way here. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah. Mom shaming. <sighs> Just, you know, are you giving your kids enough organic food? Is it, do you do all these things yourself? I mean, um, honestly, I don't know. Debbie, do you, if, hmm, do you have a Pinterest that you like, you know, have, have you been on there lately? You just kind of scroll and not as if you're looking for something, but just like, just scroll and see what's going on in the world, right? Like, I kind of do that sometimes. I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what I want. What's up? All right, Zook, you can't bite me. You you can't. Zooki, stop it. No, go outside. Go outside. Go outside, please. Oh. Anyway, um, so, ugh. let's go. Jerk. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. Um, I'm, See, I don't have little kids, so I don't get, um, a whole lot of this. Like, um, you know, I just don't see other parents as much as I used to, because you don't have to stick as close to your kids as they get older. Um, at least I don't. I, I don't, I try not to helicopter, you know, in actual life. In my brain, I will helicopter all over the place, but as I feel as though, like, as long as I don't stifle them for realsies, then it's all good. Um, okay, well, the thing with Pinterest moms on birthday parties, that was, a, I just went on Pinterest, right? This was a couple, like, a couple years ago, but I went on Pinterest and I was, like, planning my son's birthday party, and I just wanted ideas, just inspiration. Oops. <laughs> Dropped the phone, sorry. Come on, dude. Are you coming? Apparently not. He does not like the cold... Anyway, people were spending ridiculous amounts of money on this just gorgeous, granted, <laughs> gorgeous um, party for, like, a one-year-old child. And to not do that makes, just, it got, there. I don't know, maybe it's just me. 
but it felt pressurized, and uh, I kind of quit the uh, doing that. Um, if I, I only go to Pinterest now for when I know something specific, and I look it right up, and then I'm like, boom, boom, boom. But anyway, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Hello, my darling unmentionables. One of the best books I ever read was called um, In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts. And it's a book about the why of drug addiction. And it's written by a uh, med- medical doctor, like a, in here we call them a general practitioner, who worked in a safe injection clinic in Canada for two decades and change, I think. And it's his perspective and he's using this um, uh, Buddhism, uh, one of the uh, hell realms in Buddhism, which is the hungry ghost realm, as a descriptor for what it's like for people who need drugs, like in order to get addicted to them. Darling, hello. I wasn't listening for a bit. I had a really fucking bad PTSD episode on Thursday. I was part of the reason why, uh, like, I got really affected by your segment is that I've been sort of riding a razor's edge of hospitalization for a while, and it's very real with my sister, like, seeing, you know, her in there and all. Oh, my God. Uh, and yeah Thursday got triggered so bad screwed my fucking head off so bad I lost my voice and I've just been really shaken but not stirred um yeah but now I'm alright I'm alright I'm alright I'm alright I've moved stations for various reasons but yeah I'm cool I'm cool baby I'm as cold Hey, I'm calling in. I'm going to also do a segment and reply to some of your call-ins because one minute is not enough time, as you learned. Um, But thank you for listening, and thank you for taking something away from my self-diagnosis and identity audio. My mom um, was always big on me speaking my mind, which is why I think I'm so good at putting my thoughts into ideas and words in these days. Um, Furthermore, (sighs) I forget what... My point was, oh, one thing I was going to say is I'm really happy for you that you found what works for you. Like, for example, like labels work for me. They don't work for you. As long as whatever you're doing works for you and you're not hurting anyone else. Also, uh, I'm running out of time. It's really shitty that your counselor didn't show up on time. And I would complain, but also don't listen to me because I'm combative by nature. And I literally complain about everything, mostly just because I want to fight people. Um, also, I'd love to interview you sometime or just like we chill and we talk. Anyway, I'm running out of time. Okay, bye voices <laughs> fine with me yeah um okay anyway. sleepy yeah. time so so I what else you said bye bye um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 where are you going where are you going no don't go <laughs> oh dear um, yes, and it's not sleepy time anyway, it's 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, I don't even go to sleep till about 5 o'clock in the morning.
Yeah, it's me again. I'm going through your channel. I do that. I have to. I have. To, I have to hear everything on a person's channel that I've missed from start to end. So you will probably be hearing from me a couple times. Um, I am responding right now to Paul. Uh, seriously foolish, what he said. Um. Here's the thing. People are going to do whatever they want, and you cannot stop them. Um, addicts will find a way. If, you, if somebody wants guns, <laughs> regardless of whether they are you know, stable enough to own them, they will, be, they will find them. They are going to find them. Laws that take away personal personal uh, freedoms are not the end. I love your point of view, Debbie, on uh, child raising, <laughs> or not, or the lack thereof, so far. And um, it, oh, what were we just talking about? I always do this. I am sorry. I lose, I lose it for a second. Um, the thing about, yeah, it's awesome when you drop the um the I raised you thing because that takes that puts you on the same level, makes you more equals, which I believe in. They are human beings from the minute they you know pop out and you and you take them home that that's a human being has its own thing. So um there's that. So I totally agree with that. And but if you it can I've seen it parents the subtle teaching, I've seen it also turn into man manipulation. There is a fine line that... Oh, Debbie, that was awesome. I feel like um, we could probably talk about this all day long. <laughs> and who knows, maybe we should, because do you know, I kind of came to my conclusion because I started noticing the mom shaming that my generation thinks is funny or you know, entertaining or something. I don't, I really don't know why we do it. Um, but we do. And, and I saw it on Pinterest with just how to throw a kid's birthday party kind of thing. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. I just know I won't be judged by you. So I will not be a part of you. And so I just didn't. And because, um, yeah, like you said, force versus peace and the peace way equals trust. Trust is huge. You want your kids to trust you. <laughs> hey, thanks for saying all that about this mental illness club. I have been in contact and shunned by these people myself. And I just think it's so sad because we could help each other. We could, you know, be supportive. It's the same thing with mom shaming because mom, like parents, we shouldn't shame each other because we need each other. And I love your self-diagnosis. I love, God, how do you lay out things in words like that? I just, someday I hope to achieve your level of communication. It is amazing. I um, actually spend most of my time alone. So <clears throat> I think that's what it is. I just don't know how to talk. And I'm going to have to call you back because I'm out of time. Why is it one minute? Who talks in one minute? Anyway, 
yeah, I'm self-diagnosed. And my diagnosis is no diagnosis because um, I know I'm different. I know that um, there's things about me that just are, but I have seen these things also in other people. And so I think I just don't think um, I don't want to find myself a label and adapt to it. And what I want to find is me. That's what I'm saying. Um, but my mother, as terrible as she is, always did say that, um, you know, when you're depressed, the best thing to do, it, depression is like looking into a mirror and the best thing to do is to look to someone else, like that you could help or love on. So my, t mm, I hate boxes. I really hate boxes. Don't put me in no box. Don't box me, bro. Really. Yes, I use old jokes because I don't know new ones. <laughs> no, no, but seriously. Um, I hate those boxes. Um, also, AKA, I mean, AKA labels. Um, yeah, all that stuff. It just, it ruins things because it doesn't give people the ability to... Um, move around the earth with their own, their full potential. Um, because boxes will say, you do this, you do not do that. And so then they just, in order to remain in their box where they believe they should be, that's how they act. And I believe that you miss out on life a lot this way. You miss out on other people a lot this way. So, anti-box. Yeah, it's me again. I'm going through your channel. I do that. I have to I have to, I have to hear everything on a person's channel that I've missed from start to end. So you will probably be hearing from me a couple times. Um I am responding right now to Paul. Uh seriously foolish what he said. Um here's the thing. People are going to do whatever they want, and you cannot stop them. Um, addicts will find a way. If, you, if somebody wants guns, <laughs> regardless of whether they are you know, stable enough to own them, they will, be, they will find them. They are going to find them. Laws that take away personal personal uh, freedoms are not the end. We do. We have a lot of um, gun deaths. You are right. Um, and some of that is because um, of lenient gun laws. Probably in some states, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Some states I know are very, very difficult. Some are not as difficult. But from what I understand, it's always a whole thing to go and get a license for a gun. Um, okay, personally, don't have one, don't want one, don't like them, was a victim of, um, you know, gun abuse, <laughs> to put it that way, um, for years, and so, yeah, but I still believe, like, I, I, here's the thing, we don't have, um, we are unsure of the ethical police around here, I, I guess, Damn. Suki, ow. Oh my god. Stop it. Shh. Stop.
He is, he is just a demon. Oh my god, I'm sorry. He is, it really hurts. Like, he, mm, he can really hurt. Anyway, um, stop, 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 stop. If we lived in a country like Canada, I wish I did, or, um, you know, Europe, anywhere in Europe, actually, I wish I was Dutch. You can only be born Dutch. You can't just move there and and uh, be a wannabe. I mean, you can, but it's not the same. Anyway, that's my own um, rabbit trail. Um, yeah, if we could, if if we felt like we could trust the police in this country, then I wouldn't maybe have a problem with them being the only ones with guns. But until then, I, it's like eep. Oh no, absolutely I'm all for a change. Obviously, like yeah, like like you said, most of everything that we are doing right now about really everything, every subject that you might think of is wackadoo. We really need reform. Like almost a complete reform. Um and I believe that will happen, but I think it'll go at its own pace. And it's gonna take patience from us. For and patience for other people. So, um, but yeah, I think I think there was a time in man's history when he didn't have guns or any other weapon, and he was okay with that. And I'd like to get back to that time. It must have happened somewhere, right? Girl, let me tell you something. I have been that puppet with those strings. Um, and so I did some Pinocchio shit, and I was like, I got no strings to hold me down, to make me laugh, to make me frown. I got no strings, as you can see. There are no strings on me. Oh, something, 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 and it got pretty racist, I think. And then, that's because it's Disney. <laughs> oh, don't be afraid of that, because just the the very fact that you don't ever want to be on anybody's uh, puppet strings is probably enough to keep you that way. You are afraid of dolls because you're afraid of turning into one? of becoming one, you would not like to be, my dear, I believe I can, I can heal you right now, uh, you're not going to turn into a doll, I guarantee you this, guarantee, so no worries, although I get you, because, um, well, this is, uh, going to show you how old I am, freaking goosebumps, I don't know if those books are still around for kids, there was a story in there, that had like a crazy marionette and that really kind of <sighs> kind of turned me off, man. Where are you at, girl? You better be okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie, it's uh, 11 p.m. here. So let's say about half an hour. I've been out from a run and haven't had a shower. Not that you're going to be able to smell me on the phone like, but you know, damn kind of stuff. So we'll say about half 
11. Anyway, I'll drop you a message before I call. Bye. Hey, I'm totally here for an interview. And when I say interview, honestly, I mean I want to redo what I did with Christian Rivera, which is literally we sat on the phone and we talked for two hours when we probably both thought it would only be a half hour and we learned a lot about ourselves and we learned we have a lot in common despite the age differences and gender differences and culture difference and everything. Like, he's a really cool dude. And I learned that we're cool people together and we're cool people in similar ways. So that's what I always try to emulate. I always try and have another Christian Rivera interview. So I'm cool, I'm open. Uh, my planner is just my phone calendars app because it syncs to all my stuff. And um, we can plan something. Okay, I meant to call in and say this, but um, I walked into a library. But Onich Prank, he's the one who like changes his voice and he does like the different voices for different minorities or whatnot. And he calls like different fast food restaurants and blah, blah, blah. And he like runs them for a loop. That, I think, is hilarious. I watched him. I, there was a point when I, like, binge-watched him until I either watched all of his good videos or I just couldn't find any more, but it was great. And also, as for your dog, my dog is the same. Sometimes I'll be talking to people, and um, literally, he just won't stop barking or won't stop making, like, dog noises. And um, that's because he's a salty bitch. And there's nothing else I can say to describe him. He's just a salty bitch. And he wants attention, even when it's not his place to get any. Um, but your dog sounds really cute. And I wish I had him. I also want to say your topic on postpartum depression to me is fascinating. Because I don't plan on having children. I'm not someone who... Mm, I'd be a great mom conceptually and values-wise, but not a great mom emotionally. I don't actually know. I'd be a great mom emotionally. I wouldn't be a great wife or a great partner in raising children. So I'm just not going to deal with that. So I find it great that you're talking about postpartum and a side of depression that hopefully no one has to experience, even though obviously people need to experience. Um, hopefully, you know, we can figure out kind of like what causes it at some point and like have better treatment for it but it's something that i don't think i will experience because i won't have the baby to be postpartum with um but from someone who experiences depression it's really nice to hear the different ways it manifests itself in different people also did you know postpartum anxiety exists like there's postpartum like of all these things like postpartum like ocd like all these things where like it comes up after birth and i assume it goes away at some point after birth or maybe it's just the catalyst for starting a host of like mental health issues that were previously dormant and it's just it's fascinating but scary at the same time that literally you can go from functioning a certain way to needing to function a completely different way um someone said it very greatly very good or <laughs> someone said this very well and it is that disability is the only like discrimination like protected clause that people can um move move into at like the drop of a hat age obviously but age is progressive you know you you are discriminated against because of your age for some obvious and not so obvious reasons um and then you have freedom and then you get older and you're discriminated against. 
age discrimination and just like growing up is something everyone goes through but it's really really interesting that you know like differently abled being differently abled being disabled going through disability is one of those things that not everyone will experience but everyone has the chance of experiencing whether you have a mental break or you find out you have schizophrenia or you find out you have really bad bipolar manic bipolar mood swings and um because of that you lose your job or because of the medications you can't concentrate or you know you fall into this this rut you can't get out of or you get into a car accident or you fall off of something and you lose feeling in your legs or you lose your arms like your life will be forever changed and there's no going back it's one of the only protective if not the only protective clauses like for discrimination that anyone can fall into at any time and i feel like we need to be more compassionate with each other when people are exhibiting these symptoms because how you're treating someone someone else could treat you if you're in that situation so so very well put especially for someone who um has not been there like usually that's a thing that i'm like okay if you're gonna describe this like tread carefully kind of you know (laughs) but you did it brilliantly and so thank you and very very sensitively And I think it is definitely um, a misunderstood and understudied um, part of mental health because all that stuff that you said could happen to someone happened to me. That's exactly what happened to me. Um, But I will say it is a long story. That's why I didn't just call you back because, like, we would do another, like, five in a row calls (laughs) I will just I'll call you and I'll let you know that I answered you here um because that was really well said and it just deserves a a good response um I was very very young I was 19 when I got married I was 21 when I got pregnant and or 20 and turned 21 and um so that, that's young. And I, like I mentioned before, he was huge, which caused some complications because I am very tiny. And um, so he, <laughs> we, it was a rough road with him. Um, and the doctors, I mean, I never really knew who my doctor was. Because they said when you had a baby, you had to, you know, get, know all the doctors because who's going to be on call that night, right? When you go into labor. Well, I didn't go into labor. I had a C-section, which, you know, they didn't tell me until the last minute because it was just that he was too huge that he just could not move down my hips. So, um, (laughs) it's just surprising because I have hips, you know, I've got the hips. I just, I don't, I don't know. Still kiddo was just too much. Also, he had wrapped himself, um, completely with his cord so had we tried to do a an, you know a natural birth he would have died probably so um no regrets there about the c-section but i you know afterward it was just do you have any feelings where you want to hurt yourself or your baby or mostly they asked if i wanted to hurt the baby and i actually was my um postpartum was swinging in the opposite direction in which i was paranoid that anything would happen to him and the feeling of (laughs) like almost third personing yourself and and realizing that this is a new feeling because I had never in my life panicked or worried about anything 
before this um, was equally disturbing. And so then I dealt with that and I did all of this um, inside myself, which made it so much worse. I just, I didn't tell anybody. And so the next baby came, um, you know, a week before the first one's birthday. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I wasn't not pregnant very long, just long enough to sign up to go back to school. <laughs> Every time I try to sign up to go to get my life started, I get pregnant. It's so, you know, I kind of stopped trying. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, after Noah was born, yeah, I couldn't hide it anymore because I had to take care of two infants now. And um, I had to reach out for help. What they gave me was antidepressants. And I became basically a zombie. We went through, a, yeah, we went through a lot. Um, looking for a solution for postpartum and never did find it. Um, I can't even tell you when it ended because of all the trouble that it caused. I mean, I guess it ended in the mental home a week ago, honestly. So, yeah, it is fascinating and it is, you know what, maybe I should look into it. Thank you, Purse. You inspired me. That is a, that is a focused something I can do. And I, <laughs> I need some focus sometimes. So thank you. So it's person I want to comment on mom shaming because I'm totally a mom. I'm a mom. I have a son who is a German shepherd mixed dog and he's amazing. And, um, I'm not a mom of a human. I hope I don't become a mom of a human because that means I'm attached to another male person. Um, however, I'm a mom of a dog and I've experienced dog mom shaming. So I think I know something about mom shaming. Um, mom shaming to me as an actual mom, like a mom of a literal human is anyone who like you can have discussions about, you know, breastfeeding versus milk feed. You can have discussions like, should I get this crib? Should I get this stroller? If it's like helpful you know if you're just trying to get advice but people who literally try and berate you and harass you because of the choices that you're making about raising your children and living your life with children i believe is mom shaming so if you go up to your friend hey sharon should i milk feed or breastfeed should i formula feed or breastfeed i'm going back to work i don't know how to manage breast breastfeeding with a child in work and Sharon says, don't breastfeed, go to formula, because this is my experience. That is not mom shaming. That is mom advice giving. And if you've asked for I don't agree with unsolicited mom advice, but if a mom asks you for advice, give it to them because they're so stressed. Going up to someone and saying, oh my god, you're breastfeeding in public. Think of the children. Think of the men who, had, who were never taught to control themselves. That's mom shaming, and it's not welcome here. And I experienced that with dog mom shaming. I, feel, I feed my dog raw food diet, and people have all their opinions that are unsolicited and unwarranted. Because unless they pay for his food, I don't care. Um, next, Colin. I take my dog, I take my son to a off-leash dog park. People complain about that. I take him off-leash to walk in the forest. People complain about that. If I didn't work him out at all, people would complain about that. They complain about what I feed him. They complain about the collars I put on him. Um, okay. 
dogs don't even wear clothes. I personally believe dogs shouldn't wear clothes. I have a German Shepherd mix that's 65 pounds. They don't make clothes, like dog clothes, in my dog size. People still berate people over collars. So like collars that go around the neck for identification. So I can't even imagine being a mom who needs to dress a human in a full outfit and take that human to daycare and have all of those daycare moms who don't do anything with their life other than gossip and go to wine meetings with each other talk shit about your outfit choice and that happens to me about a dog collar so shaming is just not welcome here ever because it's stupid mind your own business uh as usual purse is uh right again um and even just using the dog as the metaphor because i am also the um, dog mom and um yeah i get shit for it all the time (laughs) He is, he does though, I do buy him sweaters in the winter, but he loves them. Um, His particular breed doesn't enjoy cold, but my dog enjoys the outdoors. So I had to find something. And so we got, we started buying him little sweaters and oh my God, he loves them. Like you can just tell he loves them. Um, Yeah, I'll be... Posting pictures on the Instagram, and I'll let y'all know about it. Just because that's what dog moms do. I'm actually I'm very protective of my children's faces. I don't usually put them on um, the internet, so you probably won't see them. But uh, my dog, yeah. Um, now, mom shaming is particularly sad to me because of. The fact that we could be so much of a help to each other if we didn't shame. And how much would this next generation benefit from that? You know what I mean? If we were helpful with each other, then we would raise a generation a generation of kids like together. And um, yeah, and honestly, that would be what is required for this reform that we were talking about earlier because my country is my country is kind of fucked at the mo um geez i don't like to get into politics i don't think i'm going to do that right now because i've already talked about a lot of um, really cool stuff today so maybe later because i have an interesting neutral point of view and I think it's positive. It might be um, a little over positive as far as Trump goes. And no, I'm not a Trump supporter. I am a Trump acceptor because that is what we have to do now. He's here. So um, now we have to just deal with that. <laughs> and, I, you know, we have a lot more um, power and a lot more rights than we, rem- we remember. And um, I guess I'm kind of here to help you with that, too world (laughs) if I must um but yeah man had some great convos today it was fun Batgirl came back purse up in here talking to Debbie about amazing things about children they're so beautiful although um no I would never in the world and never in my life regret having children but had I known that I was, 
that I would be changed and struggle greatly, you know, like I, like I did and am. And, um, I'm, I'm, I think I would have made the same decision as purse to not breed. Um, but I don't regret them. And they tell me that they like their mom. <laughs> they like their raising. I ask them um, every once in a while I check in and, and I actually say to them, um, do you feel loved? Because I, wa I want to make sure you feel loved. That's the most important thing to me. So the school nurse can call me about my kid's stinky feet. Yes, he inherited that from him, my brother who inherited it from some other Italian probably. I think... I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> where we get our sweat jeans. Um, but he's loved. So, anyway, I had a great day with you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah, yeah. I could talk to you about kids and stuff all day long. It's, it's official. Have you seen, um, it's a very obscure little... Uh, documentary called Tell Them Anything You Want. Um, and it's, a uh, uh, Spike Jones and Marie, but, um, interviewing Marie Sandak, you know, uh, the guy that wrote Where the Wild Things Are. He was a very fascinating guy and the documentary is, it, it's great. And it's about exact, this exact conversation really. And, um, yeah, I think that you would love it. So, I'm just telling you about it. It's tell them anything you want. And, um, yeah, I want to say Spike Jones, babe. Yeah. yeah. Spike Jones. Now, every once in a while it's on Hulu or um, Netflix, so just search around, but you should be able to find it at least on iTunes. Well, if you say you're fairly free, I can actually do sometime this weekend because for those of you who don't know, this weekend is Canadian Thanksgiving. So I have some work to get done that I plan on banging out on Friday, which means it's not going to get done on Friday because fuck that. Um, but hopefully I get some of it done on Friday. But um, yeah, I plan on um, spending some time... Um, Sitting down, just getting a shitload of work done. That way I can relax for the rest of the weekend. Enjoy my Thanksgiving. Go home and see my dog. See my son. Spend some time with him. Um, and in that time, you know, we can block off a couple hours and have a good chit-chat sometime um, in that span of three or four days. Whatever works for you. Soj has an account? What? This is news to me, man. Okay, so um, I'm about to wrap it up for the night. My mother-in-law is on her way here. She wants to give me a birthday gift because it's my birthday tomorrow. Um, but uh, I wanted to say, first of all, that um, I don't really understand how all this works. But I do know that Anchor puts, you know, posting me out on several you know, podcast platforms, and I get emails about that, and I get emails about um, viewers, and it's um, way more viewers than it shows on here, if I understand the email right. If this is true, and you are listening via some other um, podcast platform, 
I do recommend you get Anchor. It just because you will get the full content of everything. When I make an episode from here, um, I can add music now, but you won't hear it um, on any other platform except for this one. Um, and you won't hear, you know, anything I echo, um, anything I share on my station. You won't hear that because that doesn't get added to episodes. Um, you, you know, and so it, my station will sound confusing sometimes because all you're going to hear is my response or my question. So you're like missing half the fun, basically. So just, you know, get the app, listen via Anchor. It's actually, it's, I think even especially as a listener, it runs pretty smooth. Um, probably very smooth and you can leave me comments. You can call me and I can call you and, um, all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, speaking to the, the world of hypotheticals out there on, um, on other platforms, listening to this on other platforms, uh, get, get, get anchors so that you can join in on the fun and get the whole show. I got some great tunes and some great people to talk to. So, yeah, I would definitely do that. And I'm not like an app pusher. You'll never hear me pushing an app. (laughs) Um, I'm not even really pushing this one. I'm just, I highly suggest it because, honestly, you are missing half the fun. That's just true things are true. So, yeah, I'm going to throw that out there for you guys. But I don't see you again. Good night, nice. Hey, this is my first calling. I know you've had a crazy station there today, but love the fire, love the power. Uh, about the hypotheticals to the skeptics of Anchor who don't use it. Uh, yeah, guys, listen, this is for everybody. You don't have, I, whether you're on Anchor or not, though, I want to say as a disclaimer. Uh, your, your voice is still impactful, and that's, that's, the, that's the key. Uh, whether you join the app or not, there's ways to reach you. I just found out about it, and I'm going to talk about it probably tomorrow, about how I could reach out to you. So whether you believe it or not, you have a power to change and power to do big things. Anchor forever or anchor not forever. You're still a voice. You're still a human. you still got a heart. you still got a mind. you still got a soul. Shout people out. Do big things. Sky's the limit. Peace out. <laughs> Instructor, when was the last time you took a shower? No, 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 no! Sorry, man. Did you roll? You fix that. How about now? Is that warm enough for you? You're gonna go running to mommy and daddy. So one quick thing, because you made your segment about um, external podcast listeners. So basically that one segment you made telling people to, you know, get Anchor, you'll get a fuller experience. If you don't push that to your podcast, if you don't add it to your podcast feed, it won't get pushed externally. So if you don't make it an episode, like a permanent episode that's attached to your podcast, then um, 
only anchor people will hear that, which is defeating the purpose. So basically what happens is any segments you put together in an episode that gets bundled, um, pushed out to like Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Overcast and Pocket Casts and people through there can listen. Web listens also include if you like push your segments out onto like Twitter or Facebook or any other social media, it's all mixed together in that web listen. So basically any listen outside of the native app. Um, and I hope that's a good explanation. Bored. Want to hear Lulu? That was so sweet. That was the nicest compliment ever because I actually really hate my voice and I get yelled at for it all the time because it's like a friggin' megaphone. Um, so what I have learned to do on here is to stop using head voice, which is something that we do when we are nervous. And that is speaking through your nose rather than your chest. So... Um, that's part of it. The other part is, I, I think, (laughs) I think it's like almost half baby talk because, um, children are what I'm used to speaking to almost exclusively. So, um, but, oh, I'm so glad that to hear that you like it. That was like the best compliment ever. Oh, I love your post about worth. Um, I just want to know, I'm, because I'm curious, and I think these stories are always like, these are like my favorite stories. How did you cross that line? How did you get to be, um, go from n- no self-esteem at all to having so much self-worth? Um, because I think that's beautiful. And I would love to hear the story if you wanted to share it. If not, I totally understand. Because I know that usually it's like rough. It's a rough place between here and there. So, um, I mean, I, I, I had to go to the mental hospital myself. So, you know, I understand. But I also understand if you don't want to talk about it. I just think that's really cool. I, lo- I love the segment. We're playing the singing bowl tonight. This is Soge. The singing bowl helps ground us, right? Helps us calm down and forget about everything and just empty and clear your mind. And I'm playing a really big singing bowl. It's a low A. And I don't really, that doesn't mean anything special to me. I don't pay attention to the chakras on and stuff, but I like the low tones. They get me in a special way. Well, <laughs> uh, 
you gotta listen to it on a good speaker if you wanna hear the low tones. But yeah, if I hold it in my hand, it makes a bigger, a boomier sound. Yeah, I like the brass oh, better. That I, I do that. like those better. Those um, are they more expensive? I think they're. They may be less expensive actually. They because could. like crystal is, I think brass is more <laughs> abundant. Yeah, it's not as nice. It's not like a nice metal or super strong or anything. No, but it does brass. make a beautiful sound when you know. And how it to looks do it. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. This this one was this is a 14 inch crystal bowl and, and brand new. You'd have to pay 250 bucks for this thing. Nope. Isn't that ridiculous? I got it for 45 bucks, but 250 dollars with the charge. Nope. Damn. And you need a striking stick that I'm playing it with to make that sweet. And you need the freaking bottom so that you can. It always makes the right sound. Oh, that little pillow. Yes. Yeah. That does help. Yes, it does. Um, Helps it ring, resonate with. So, like, if we got the um, bronze bowls, like, if they're cheaper especially, that's awesome. You know how I was saying, like, I wanted a gong, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't want a gong. Those sound just like a gong. Yeah. You need a leather stick for that. That's it's what a, I'm saying. It's a striking stick. It's like, and you don't even really strike those. You you roll it around like I was doing. Yeah. But it doesn't like. make a scratchy sound. Not as much. I right. think that's why I like them better. Yeah, but the friction, see the outside of this glass uh, crystal, it's frosted. And has I this, know. Like, it gives it a texture, and when the suede yeah. rubs that texture, that's what makes the, the vibrations. Yeah, I know. So I, you have to have, there's no way to get rid of that scratch, you know? Yeah. But I hear you. I, w- I do. I want some of those bronze ones. Make it, make it happen.